Testies, testies, one, two, three. Testies, testies, one, two, three. What's up, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Boxing Club Podcast. I am yours truly, Big Chubbs, alongside with my fellow pod mate, Lou Almighty. What's up, baby? What's up, baby? How you doing today, player? Not bad, not bad. So, uh, we're back. We are back. We are back. Um, why don't you tell everybody where we're at? Well, we are back again in Tarzana, California. Tarzana, California. Luxurious Tarzana, California. Luxurious Tarzana, California at the Outlaws Boxing Gym. What do we got today, bro? Last time we were here, we were here talking to Matias, right? That's correct. And uh, Outlaws Boxing Gym has such a strong stable, such an elite stable. We came to visit another fighter today. That's right. Can you please tell our fellow listeners who we came to see today? We got my guy, Jesse Martinez, known as El Mago. Hey, what's up, Jesse? How you what doing, up? bro? What's up, Chubbs? I'm good, man. I'm good. Well, welcome to the Boxing Club Podcast, bro. Hey, thank you, man. Thank you guys for having us. It, it's, it's been a long time coming, and uh, we're, we're happy to be here. So, um, bro, you're supposed to give him like a super dope intro. What the hell? I'm not an intro kind of guy. You're the intro guy. <laughs> 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 my bad. I know, right? Damn, bro. Slipping. So, Jesse, right here, bro, we, we like to get to know you. You know, we, we want to get to know you. So, why don't you start off this interview by giving us a little background about yourself. You know, where'd you grow up? Where you from? Um, that type of thing. Yeah, so, I'm 27 right now. About to turn 28 next month. Okay. And um, I grew up most of my life in the out here in the Valley. So, I've been raised out here, but part of my life also in Mexico, in Querétaro, where my mom's from. Oh, you're from Querétaro? Uh, yeah. Yeah, so, like, I've been going back and forth just for, like, a year, living out there for, like, a year, come back over here a few years, you know. That's how my childhood has been. And, yeah, um, I grew up as a family type of person, just big family, uh, that typical Mexican big family, you know, like yeah. always together, always with the fam, and and yeah, that's that's how I grew up. We also got the coach in charge of the team outlaws, mm-hmm. Brandon Corrales is back with us. What's up, coach? Hey guys, thank you for coming back. Thanks. Biggest little gym in the valley. Thank you for stopping in again. Thanks, thanks for having us, man. Thanks for opening the door for us, man. We really appreciate it. Really, really appreciate it. Surprised you didn't call him flip flop king, dude. Oh man, bro, dude, I, 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 I blew it on the flip flops again. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm telling you, man. I, I was, and I was gonna tell you last night when, when I was messaging him last night. Yeah. Oh man. I was like, I was gonna tell him, don't forget the flip flops. But I, I fucked up. <laughs> hey, before we get into it though, I just want to point out. I gotta point it out. Look at that shirt. Look yeah. at that shirt. That's just dope. That's, That's the OG. OG shirt. That's OG. That's the work of art. So That's the OG JM. We this guy was actually the first guy that we did a drop for like that. Yeah. Not the first guy we printed for because we printed. And we designed stuff for other fighters prior to him. But the first guy that we actually that embraced it, took it, and we're still running stuff for him. We, we took that design and did all placements on it. The back, the sleeves, everything. We just pieced it together. First drop. Well, it was in two colors, right? Gold and silver? Yeah, white and black with gold. And, yeah. and then this one. And now Black and, and silver. But it's, it was the, the first fighter. Not the first fighter of the gym. The first actual fighter. Me and Ron designed it. And dropped it. He was the first guy. Came up with the logo and everything. Everything, dude. That's the tight. placements. Yeah. I still have that shirt, and I have one that's fresh printed, never worn. And I still have it. Damn. So you're, what you're what you're saying is that pro level started at Outlaws Boxing Gym. Not pro level, but the branding part of pro. The level, branding sure. part. Yeah. That's dope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Full circle. Definitely full circle. And funny, funny thing is, it's like we're supposed to be here today because I was on the phone with Ron, and Ron actually helped me bring this thing full circle with them because. Uh, I think I mentioned it on the last episode. We took away from printing, for example, like 100 shirts for a you know, plumber, whatever. We, we started focusing more on fighters. And he was actually the first guy that we took. You know, I'm a plumber too, right? Just let you know. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> no, but yeah, man. L- laying pipe don't, don't, don't really count. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what kind of plumber, Chuck? But anyway, yeah, I had to point that out because that shirt, and it still looks fresh, man. Yeah, I like this one. I That's like the this OG one right there. This so, one and the magician. I need to get one. Yeah, one of those? I need to get one. Hey, you gotta talk to him, bro. That's his. That, that's his hey, drop, no, bro. Yeah, 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 for sure. You gotta get. You gotta get the the, we, the pass, bro. Now we gotta get him on all of them. All right. All so you heard that? So you got the pass. So we'll get you. <laughs> Dude, like, uh, half the West Valley's wearing that stuff, man. Dude, crazy. Like I said last night, uh, Ron called me, and I was actually on the phone with Chubbs planning today out. So I'm like, hey, Chubbs, I gotta go. Ron's calling. So I'm talking to Ron and um, 
you know, Ron calls me with ideas and he calls me with no BS, no excuses. Hey, what do we need to do? What do you need? I want this many. Bang, bang, bang. We get it done. So I told him the same thing I'm going to tell you today. I was out here like two months ago. I forgot what taco truck it was. I was at a taco truck in North Hollywood and I seen a dude with a Matia shirt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah, random. I was like, hey, I know that shirt. He goes, yeah, it's a dope shirt. I'm like, yeah, I made it. Mm-hmm. Like, cool. But yeah, no, I've seen people with the shirts around here. It's dope. It is dope. Really cool feeling. Well, you got some good stuff, Lou. Thank you. He does. He's he's really it. he's really good at what he does, man. Uh, you know, he did my big chub shirt, and he did the the boxing club t shirts, and he designed everything. So. Yeah, those came out dope too. So uh, you gotta hook me up with one of those. Hey, we're gonna yeah, we're gonna switch, bro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll give you one of mine if you give me one of yours. There you go. Yeah, no, let's do it. <laughs> no, dope. But I just yeah, want to put that um, out. So what do we got? But uh, but anyways, bro, how to um. How did you get El Mago? So I started growing, I, as I started boxing, I grew up watching a lot of um, Pali Malignaggi, the magic man. Mm. And I was a big fan of his. I liked his style. I liked the way he dressed, the way he just put on a performance. He was a performer. Right. And, and um, I wanted to be like him. So he was the magic man. So in the gym, like coach started calling me magic. But he eventually came up with the idea that it would be more original. He's like, why don't we switch it to this, like the Spanish somewhat version of it, mm-hmm. El Mago. So he started calling me El Mago, and that's like where it just stuck with me. I liked it too. I always, it sounds pretty dope. It sounds dope, yeah. The Magician. We ran a, a shirt that says The Magician too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so we've done it in two. The El that's Mago dope. and The Magician. Yeah, I like dope. them. Yeah, you know, I always came up under the, the, the tutelage that you can't give yourself a nickname anyway. Right. It has to be bestowed on you. Right. Yeah. And the side note is is one time I typed in El Mago into some social media and it asked me if I wanted to see the translation and it popped up the translation as the wizard and I thought oh that's cool too. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah the wizard. <laughs> no that is tight. That is that, that's pretty dope, bro. Um it, it's it's always good to I I was nicknamed by a big homie of mine and it just stuck. I hated it at first, bro, because I was always kind of like embarrassed to be fat. And then once I was named Chubbs, I just said, fuck it. I'm around with it. You embraced it. And I embraced it. And, bro, I was the, fly, the, I was the fly fat guy on campus, bro. <laughs> I swear to you. I was the fly fat guy on campus, dog, because I felt I felt good about my name. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, like, my whole, I don't know, dude, like, my whole persona changed. Like, my whole swag changed. And so I, I, think that's, I think that's pretty dope. Yeah, no, yeah, so, so Pauli Malinaji, even as an analyst, I think he's a great analyst. Yeah, he actually, he was commentating my last fight. Oh, really? Which was a like a big thing for me, con- like considering that that's yeah. where I got my nickname Dude, from. That was awesome. my, that was the guy I looked up to. So, yeah, he was there um, with Al Bernstein. Oh, that's tight. Yeah, he interviewed me too. Nice. That is really dope. That, that yeah. was a great experience. Yeah, great experience. I bet. So, how did you how did you get into the sport, bro? What uh what made you want to start boxing or how um cuz I know you started late, right? At uh, 15. And you were 15 years yeah. old. Yeah. So, a lot of people consider that late. What do you think, coach? Is that is that a late time? No, or? I think of course you hear these stories of the Andre Wards and the Floyd Mayweathers that have just kind of grown up in the sport, but I think honestly the the vast majority of fighters that end up having successful careers they start you start as, as young mid-teens mid-teens yeah i don't think it's anything out of the ordinary so what made you want to box so growing up i went through a lot of bullying people just picking on me in school and i was always insecure of myself i was that scrawny kid that just looked vulnerable and everybody would pick on me um so i was always afraid in school and i hated that and um eventually in ninth grade i was coming out of school and i bumped into a football player And he started just talking shit to me, like, the whole way home. He got on the bus with me. He sat right in front of me, mouthed off to me the whole way. And I was just, I was was a ninth grader. He was a senior already. He was huge, bro. And, um, yeah, that kind of scared me. But in a way, it got me so frustrated that I just couldn't defend myself. Like, I felt like I stood no chance. And my brother ended up walking. uh, He was walking on the sidewalk as this guy was just following me. My brother confronted him. The guy got scared off, and then I just felt embarrassed. Like, I couldn't handle my own problems. And every day as I would walk home, I would see the billboard, the sign for Outlaws Boxing. Oh, um, so it was here. 
Yeah. And so you grew up out here and you saw this. The... Was, yeah, this was in wow. high school. Yeah, okay. when this happened. Wow. Out here in uh, Woodland Hills in Taft. And yeah, I always walked by and I always noticed that billboard that said Outlaws Boxing. But this specific time after this guy ended up like following me all, all the way home, I just decided like, you know what, I'm going to just join this gym and learn how to defend myself at least. Because this would happen a lot. Okay. All the bullying, all the picking on me. Like, so I just joined and I never left. There you go. So how long were you training before you started to uh, go to your amateur career? Uh, I think it was close to like about a year. Yeah, I think it was just under a year. Yeah. Uh, took a big trip uh, with a bunch of guys from the gym, a bunch of that particular generation down to San Diego uh, for some pre-match fights. And um, Jesse got it kicked off. I actually still have the full vlog of that day. Really? I have it recorded on a cd but you sometimes gotta, i'll go i'll go back and watch you gotta it. upload that bro yeah i want to see that you yeah know? that's tight. that's awesome dude that's that's awesome so tell us about your amateur career bro because i know it's a it's a really great story uh coach kind of touched on that a little bit when we came to see matias um so why don't you just elaborate how your amateur career went how did it go for you as an amateur starting out yeah so it was very rough for me like I started off losing my first, what, like... Eight. <laughs> yeah. I you really, lost your first eight I really fight? did, like, in, in a row. Jersey. Yeah. Really? Yeah. It was bad. Okay. I It took me a long time to find my own style, to really settle down and, like, know what kind of a fighter I was, to have confidence in myself in the ring. And, yeah, I, I always looked at that as, like, I just can't get I can't get any worse if I keep showing up to the gym. Like I'm gonna get better. So oh my God. I kept I kept taking those losses and I just knew the time would come where I would level up. And it did. It happened. I started winning fights. I ended up winning two national uh, tournaments, the wow. Adidas Pal and this other tournament out there in India, I think. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and I got international experience towards the end of my career. I got to represent the U.S. in like a USA versus Tahiti tournament uh, show that they put together and also did that against New Zealand with the same U.S. team. Really? Uh, so, Dude, so check, so it's, that, it's check started, that out. That's, that's, that's what you call not giving up. Exactly. You lose your first eight fights and you're still dedicated. Right. I, I can only get better. That's the mentality. And can I add, you know, as the coach that was taking him to these, by no means was Jesse getting wrecked or his butt kicked or anything like that. Like all of these were really like almost poor luck decisions where where the the majority of the time that we thought Jesse had done enough to win and and for whatever reason or another, he wasn't getting these calls. And yeah, you know what? One one, one or two of the times he he really had to learn the hard way also. Yeah, all of them were close. All of those fights are... Really felt like I could have taken that decision, but judges never really gave us that kind of love in amateurs. Got it. And I wonder if 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 we'd be at this table right now with Jesse Martinez, if he would have started his career eight and zero. That's what I want to get across. To be honest with you, the fact that you come across all these obstacles, you come across L's and L's and L's, but you keep going, right? The what it takes for you to not give up, bro. It, it to me, it, it's very important. Because, Super. because you're that just tells you, bro, your relentlessness. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And not failing, not being a quitter, and keep going because you love you love the sport, right? Yeah. So, I don't know, dude. To me, like that's a dope ass story. Oh, that's awesome, dude. You I know what I mean? And and, it, and it's and it's bone. and I know it's devastating, bro. And I, and I know it it could mess with your mind a little bit. It's like, damn! I keep losing. I keep losing. Yeah, but, but look at the quit. story. Exactly. Now he's now he's telling this story, and it's it's actually incredible. Hey, where's that bully now? Tell that bully to pull up. Yeah, <laughs> where is he now? <laughs> <laughs> no, a lot of them actually try to become my friends after. Oh, I bet. After they found yeah, out I, I was bet. the boxer and yeah, and watched you fight. Yeah, I'm sure. They yeah. want to they want to squash the beef. Huh? Yeah, man, motherfucker. <laughs> hey, but I gotta thank them because that, that made me who I am today. Yeah, and that's good, bro. Like sometimes I I feel like the kids. That get bullied, bro, and that's why I'm such against bullies. I used to bully bullies. Bro. I know. I, I know. used to I used to bully bullies just because to me, bro. Like, how are you gonna pick on somebody that's helpless, that doesn't know how to fight and defend themselves? Like, I hate that. I hate that, bro. And it's the history of humankind, man. You know what I mean? And, yeah. And and I was always for the the people that couldn't defend themselves. 
Cause I, I was a, I was a big dude, bro. I was a, I was a fly fat guy on campus. <laughs> <laughs> I got, I got picked on quite a bit, but I mean, there's no story like Jesse's, but I know exactly what he means where someone's following you around, sitting on the bus or just picking and picking. It's so uncomfortable, man. So uncomfortable. It's terrible. Bullying yeah. is no bueno. So how, 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 do you still remember the feeling when you got your first win? Yeah. How did it yeah, feel, bro? It felt like the one I remember the most was when I when I won my first national title. Uh, I knew one of the refs, and um, he refed my fight that day. And after I, they put that belt around me after you know taking all these losses in the amateurs, like in the beginning. They put that belt around me, and um, he just came up to me and said, "It finally paid off." And that always clicked in my head, like that's awesome, that's like dope. that that struggle. Like I had to go through that to get to winning that title and that feeling of not giving up and just keep going after it and then it finally paying off like that was worth it for me that, that, that meant everything nah i bet bro i bet yeah that feeling do you know what i mean like i i can't i can't tell you what it is because you never won a title bro i've never won a title but i've done things that yeah, i felt that yeah, so yeah. much sure. you know what i mean so the feeling of not giving up bro is what i try to tell people is you just got to keep going. You know, not too long ago, we were at a gym together. Uh, Jesse was sparring, and we ran into, I wouldn't quite call him like a rival of Jesse's, but but but, but definitely a, a, a uh, an opponent of Jesse's as a team that at the time, dude was a badass. Dude was a total badass, winning fights all the time. And, and uh, I think him and Jesse had a, a competitive streak together, obviously, because they're in a similar area, uh, you know, in, in, in the similar weight class. And... Uh, you know, fast forward to just, uh, what was it, like last year, Jess, we ran into this particular person after not seeing him for 10 years, and he couldn't wait to talk to Jesse. He couldn't wait to take pictures with Jesse. He wanted okay. Jesse's oh, history. Wow. You know, he was he was Jesse's biggest fan. And I, and, I, and we were, remember, Jess, we were talking on the way home. Yeah. Like, isn't that crazy how it works out that way? Dang, that's crazy. That is crazy, man. That just... is crazy. But And so he, 10 years prior to you, was like your your. Your rival, yeah. well, not rival, but like you mentioned. Yeah, just boy trying to come it. up. Yeah, crazy. That is crazy. that's dope, bro. So after how many after your titles and after your national championships? Okay, now it's time to go pro, right? How does that? How how was that transition? And how was that feeling, bro? Like coming in because I saw your your second fight. Me and my son were watching it actually, and I was like, look, this is who we're gonna go see on Saturday. So you, we sat on the couch, and it was your four. It was a four round, three minutes. Yeah, and uh, we watched the whole In fight. Montebello. Yeah. Yeah, crazy fight. Yeah, that, that it was, was a, a good burner. fight, bro. It was yeah. a really good fight. And he was like, "Yeah, I want to go." I was like, "All right, let's go." You look sharp, bro. In your second fight, professional fight. You know what I mean? So, so how was that feeling and that transition from an amateur to your pro career? For me, it felt good. It felt like a smooth transition because, like. Towards the end of my amateur career, I had talked with Brandon about this a lot, that my style suited me more for professional fighting rather than in the amateurs. Um, I never really felt like like my style was the right one for the amateurs. So I always looked forward to turning pro. Mm -hmm. And then when it happened, um, it's like it's, it's a cool story too. Like I would sit around and watch the solo boxeo on Unimas, mm. you know, with Lupe Contreras announcing yeah, and everything. Yeah, yeah. I would sit around on the weekends and watch that with my dad. And I would just be thinking like, well, I'd be telling my dad too, like, wow, imagine if like this guy come, like announces my fights. I just said my fights, like in general, any fight. And then it just so happened to be that my pro debut was on a sol on a Unimas solo boxeo card. And it was Lupe Contreras announcing my no, name. No freaking way. Like, it's crazy how it, how it works like that. Like you just watch these guys on TV, and all of a sudden you're there. You're like you're Spoken the one. into the universe. Yeah, man. So you you believe in like um, what you you speak into fruition? Yeah, I really do. Yeah, yeah I believe I mean, everything you put in your mind can become reality. Like I'm, I, I know me and you have gone back and forth on like like the whole spirituality yeah. and, and the whole um, sage and Palo Santos yeah. and crystals. Like, are you, you're like a really firm believer in that, right? Yeah, I am. And uh, I'm crystals. very, I'm very open-minded to all of that. Me too, bro. I think that's dope. What do you mean? What do you mean crystals? You know crystals, bro? Like, they look like rocks. People say they're no, I rocks. I know what a crystal is, but what, what do you mean? Like, what? what they just you give you energy. They give you, 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 you talking energy. about smoking crystal? <laughs> 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 yeah, I'm just like, which crystal are you talking about? 
Nah, not smoking crystals. I don't know crystals that feedback energy, bro. It's, oh, it's crazy. You get they get charged by the sun, really? the energy from the sun, and uh, you just put them in your house. It, 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 it vibrates your whole house. Really? Hell yeah, bro. We'll have to, we'll have to talk about um, that. That's interesting. Yeah, cause cause I, I have I have crystals. I have crystals, and I do the whole what? sage. And yeah, yeah, bro. Really? Yeah. You an incense kind of guy? Uh, not incense, but you crystals. know what I mean. But crystals, yeah. I I feel the energy, bro. Like you like when the energy from the crystals are down. I gotta recharge them, put them out in the what? sun. Yeah, bro. <laughs> yeah. And then you bring them back in, and then you feel the energy, bro. It's interesting. It's a trip. It's a trip. We'll have to talk. That's crazy. Yeah, you know I mean, like all your negative, like your negative energies, bro. You just push that shit out. You take it outside, and it goes away. I need some crystals. <laughs> Not that kind of crystal. <laughs> <laughs> but don't you also think that you know, without you being prepared to put in the effort, all of the thoughts manifest reality stuff is kind of out the window because then and then it's just a fantasy. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not until I, you're actually ready to to put the energy to make those thoughts a reality. The building block. So so I think more like like what he just said. So I feel like if energy and whatnot, the way you feel, but you have to come in. And sweat your ass off. Yeah. Oh yeah, for you sure. Still got to put, put in the work. work. For if, sure. If you train ninety nine, I say this about Mikey Garcia. If you train ninety nine percent of the training camp, Mikey will always win because he trains. Oh, he comes in a hundred percent. You have to be a hundred percent to beat Mikey. And I, you know, it kind of goes to what he's. And I, I'm just, I'm just speaking of energy. And energy. Energy, like your whole energy, their whole vibe, like. Person. But I, I understand, bro. You know the work we've put in to make this podcast go. Yeah. That's the work that me and you put in. Right. But I have to be in a positive state of mind. No, sure. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like going into the fight, you gotta be in a positive state. Yeah, yeah. So that's interesting. That's what I. That's just me, though. Very interesting. No, I completely understand what you're talking about. You know. But, uh, but, yeah, bro, like, putting in the work is, is very important. It has to be very important. You can't just rely on crystals to, to get you there. Nah, yeah. bro, you – it's just a vibe. It's a vibe. Interesting. It's, it's just a vibe, bro. I'm going to read up on that and talk to you guys about that. But, but so what you're also saying, in, in other words, you've been in his DMs. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> wow. I slid in the DMs, bro. <laughs> Turn into a groupie, bro? A groupie. Nah, not a groupie. You know what I mean? Just uh, – just trying to get to know my people. So you're offering my guy uh, uh, crystals. Is this like like the, the Tiger King here or something like that? <laughs> Tiger King. <laughs> oh no, bro. So tell me, uh, how was it in Mexico growing up? You went because you went as a kid too, right? Yeah, I lived out there as a kid too. I I love Mexico. Hey, so he knows the brujas, bro. Oh yeah. He knows the brujas. Yeah, my mm. parents are just you know the traditional Mexican family. Uh, Always talking about the brujas, the, oh, the scary crazy. stories in Mexico. I've, I have a few, actually, bro. And I'm telling yeah, you, bro, they're yeah, same. And we could talk about that hey, yeah. off, off cameras, <laughs> yeah. and, and you know what I mean? But I'm telling you, bro, it's a trip. No, it's I would have never believed it if I would have never yeah. gone through that myself. You know what I mean? Okay, now you're a pro, and you're 1-0, 2-0, 3-0. At what point did you spar... Floyd Mayweather. That was after my first pro fight. After the first one? Yeah. Oh, I, shit. I, I was one to know. Yeah. Did when you we... drop him like I did? <laughs> nah, man. <laughs> I, I'm not beast like you, bro. <laughs> but no, yeah, Brandon's the one that ended up calling me that day um, after I had already finished training. I had finished my training. I was sleeping. I had like a missed call from him, I think. <laughs> yeah. And then um, I will. Wave of text messages. Let me yeah. guess, like two in the morning. It was like midnight. He shows up uh, He shows up in L.A. like 1, 2 in the morning. Apparently, it was after he got done with the ESPYs. Oh, yeah. Oh. yeah. After clubs, after ESPYs, after anything, the dude goes and runs and trains and wants to open a gym somewhere. And it's usually at, at Tengu, I'm sure, right? That's where it was. Yeah. Thank you, Ricky. He calls Ricky. Ricky, I need the gym. Ricky goes and opens the gym. 2 in the morning and cameras and you know, million dollars with the cars outside. It's crazy, dude. The dude is the dude is an animal, training wise. Hey. Floyd is an animal. And look at that. He's calling people like this guy. Bring him. Whoever you got, bring him, wake him up. Come spar. That's that's, that's champion stuff, yeah. bro. Champion. So what was that experience like? It was just That was crazy for me. I think that really boosted me up like my confidence level. It gave me a lot of confidence. I learned a lot from him. And yeah, mainly that. It mainly gave me like a lot of confidence because whenever I would spar anybody else after that, I just have it in my head. Like I really sparred Floyd Mayweather and I I did good. I thought I did good. I did great. Did you make him bleed? 
No, <laughs> no, I was mainly uh, aiming no for, I was mainly aiming for body punches because oh, yeah. I knew he has that slick shoulder roll and that tight defense upstairs. And, and he's a he's a hard uh, he hard spine. He he only does hard spine, right? Yeah, like, he right does. Here, yeah, like, he don't he don't let you. Yeah, he, he doesn't he doesn't uh, fool around. Shit, nah. He actually oh, yeah. wasn't that day. Him, no, it was mostly his else, people. Yeah. yeah. I don't remember any like a single word he told me. He just he talked a little shit to me. He talked a little shit to me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what did he tell you, coach? You know, I look. I'm I'm there. I'm giving my guy advice. Just what you know. Just what my job is. And uh, at one point, I tell Jesse to perform some maneuver or some technique, and Floyd looks over at me, gives me the gives me the evil eye, and go. It just shakes his head no, like. Hey, you about to get your young man beat up here? And I say I respectfully told Floyd. I said, "Champ, I'm here for my guy," and Floyd got it. And Floyd gave me that props uh, after the whole night was over uh, about that comment. Nice, that's tight. That's badass. And it was just you know like the the whole doghouse, you know, hundreds of people smack, spanking on the ring, you know, everybody talking shit from the from the outside, you know. Yeah. And it was quite that quite was- an experience. Yeah, hey, but that's, that's what make that's what makes you better, dude. Yeah, like, learning from someone like that. Yeah, it did. I really didn't care if like if I if I was going to get beat up. Like that never went through my mind. It was just like, damn, I'm really getting in there with Floyd. Like I, I was hyped about that. That is tight, bro. That's that's that's, that's a great experience. It was a surreal uh, driving to the gym and, and and going over with Jesse like. What's gonna be our game yeah. plan versus Floyd Mayweather? We didn't have one. Like, there was <laughs> yeah. no way. Yeah. There was no way to put a game plan yep. on. But he gave you your props, though, right? Like, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. he did. Yeah, that's dope. Flipped him five hundred bucks. Yep. Oh, he paid you. We got yeah. paid. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I heard he does pay you. That's dope. That's tight. He's like, here, let me check the small pocket of my bag. <laughs> Take five hundred bucks. Here you go. That spare change. Yeah, in between my seats. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So what's up with you, Coach? Talk to us. What's going on with you? Man, um, survived this whole COVID stuff. Uh, was, was, How was that for you? It, super, super difficult. Um, a lot of gyms I know didn't survive. A lot of small businesses yes. I know didn't survive. Right. And it was super difficult. And I can't tell you, I, I kept my PMA 100% of the time. But I did keep it most of the time. And I feel like I made it to the other end. And, and honestly, gym is packed. Things are busy, you know what I mean. It, 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 boxing's hot right now, and mm-hmm. and talk all the shit you want about these YouTubers and TikTok t- TikTokers. I got a gym full of teenagers in here, and and they must be motivated for some reason. So uh, there's the energy's back in the gym. The restrictions are gone. Supposedly the amateurs are moving, opening back up, which is going to help a lot of my young people. And uh, yeah, we made it to the other end, man. Good. So you said PMA. Um, can you please explain to our listeners PMA and the whole the whole meaning behind that? PMA is is this concept of, of positive mental attitude and, and and having it be a way having it be a strategy to go about uh, issues and conflicts uh, uh, that 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 hit you that bar you in your life you know just just part of being a human being and it's just your way to you know, in, in the simplest sense you know make the best of everything L- look at the brighter side of everything you know just what we all kind of know to do but maybe like we were talking about a few conversations ago actually being prepared to put that effort right because right. it's one thing for me to say like oh, I'll just you know look at everything the best way possible but but you know everybody wakes up on the wrong side of the bed everybody has life shit on them every now and then and and and, and that effort is a lot more difficult than, than it seems just talking about it I'll, I'll i'll be honest with you from the last time that we were here i carried that with me oh good you know what i mean uh it, it's, it's been a big part of me moving forward and me growing so i i appreciate that you know what I mean? Because you hey, but did you ask permission us. before you took it? No, nah, take bro. it, use <laughs> it, <laughs> spread it. Because I, I would like to feel like like it, it has been an inspiration to anybody who's who's coming to this gym. You know, and I, and I didn't come up with that shit. So I so to take it all you want because I took it from somebody. <laughs> I took it from the Bad Brains punk rock band from Washington D.C. Ah, very good. <laughs> you no, know, but bro, it. it like it's just positive, positive attitude, bro. Yeah, dude, you, and you attitude. have to surround yourself with people like that. You know, I'm I, a big believer in surrounding yourself with people that that, that are not going to give you the excuses or amplify your excuses because everyone has them. Everyone yeah. has excuses or or speed bumps, and Ron's actually one of them. Dude, I'll call Ron. Oh, you can't do this. Why? Oh, because of this. Well, just do this. 
Uh, yeah, you're right. Dude, get it done. Just get it done. That's yeah. his thing. Get it done. And it's true, man. You surround yourself with people that have a positive mental attitude, mm-hmm. looking for solutions over um, excuses. Like, that's dope, dude. And I, I just push, wanted push, push. I want I wanted you to give that explanation so our listeners can can understand what PMA is and maybe it can work for one of them that's tuning in. Yeah, you know, just uh uh like I said, it's a strategy. It's not it's not even like a, a way it's not even a, a a state of being or anything like that. Because it, it's something you have to it's something you have to constantly work at. Um, I was doing an interview with somebody else kind of trying to explain what PMA is and, and, and at one point in the interview the person goes, So are you just naturally a, a positive person? And I'm like, fuck no, you know, I'm a human being, you know, and, 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 and I have to, I have to put the effort to do this. Yeah, for sure. Um, can I ask you something though? Can you hook me up with a recipe book, bro? <laughs> uh, dude, we were, oh my God. Dude, when I pulled up, that's the first thing he was eating. So I'm like, oh man, the first thing I popped in my head was like, this guy's story. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he was, he was, he was, he was, um. Frying some fish last night. Yeah, yeah. We did, we, we breaded a little bit of cod and, and th- threw it in some uh, some boiling oil. It turned out pretty good. Oh, man. Yeah, you know, look, uh, uh, these recipes I, from the moment from the, from high school till the time I bought the gym, even all through college, my the the way I paid my bills was I worked in restaurants. You know, I was a delivery guy. I was a server for a long time. Uh, I even helped out in the back of the house, you know, in, uh, uh, doing some of the cooking type stuff for, for a period. So, so when you do that, you learn that there's, there's no magic happening back there that it, 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 it you, you, you shouldn't be afraid of these techniques. You just got to learn them. And, uh, then, then you got a, a good way to, to make a girl something nice and, and hopefully get laid, man. Oh man. Hey bro. Did oh. you know that you can boil broccoli and then put it in ice water? Bro, I could barely make oatmeal. Mm-hmm. That's true. That is called mm-hmm. blanching, my man. Bro, I was my fuck I was mind blown. I was like, <laughs> right? I I was like, you boil broccoli and then you put it in ice water? You ever notice that when you go to a restaurant your 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 vegetables are always crispy? Yeah. But when you make it at home, they're always soggy. Yeah. You, you gotta blanch it. You have to stop the cooking process right there. Wow. Otherwise you'll you'll take it out of the boiling water and the shit will still be hot. So as it's sitting there, it's still cooking. So it starts over, you know, you took it out at a certain point and goes, oh, it's done. But then when you just put it down, it's going to keep cooking and it's going to be another, you know, five, ten minutes of cooking time. Otherwise, you can just put it in that cold water and right then stop the cooking process and, and kind of re- retain the, the crispness and the color of the vegetables. Bro, I got to try that. Dude, I'm taking mental notes. <laughs> I'm telling you, bro. I I'm imagining it like. You should, you should teach you should see me teach you to hook off a jab, brother. <laughs> <laughs> Very good, oh, man. What what's the diet like for you, Jesse? It's got man. Is it crazy? Not too crazy, no. I don't oh. track calories or none of that. I just focus on my macros. Cause you're you're like you're, you're never out of shape. I yeah, you're out of shape. You're always yeah. in shape. Yeah, I love being here in the gym, but I also focus a lot on my nutrition, what yeah. I'm putting in my body. I think that's super important. Uh, I eat clean, lean meals like chicken breast, uh, white rice, um, a few veggies. Uh, I'll do fish, sal- salmon, um, you know, like the turkey, uh, ground turkey, all of that. I just keep my meals simple, but... I've been sticking to the same ones and it works for me. Nice. It keeps me lean. It keeps me feeling good, light and shape. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Then I used to come to the gym stuff full of sushi. I <laughs> grew up a few times. You know what I mean? uh, no, I actually the other day I I, I made the boys um, like pasta, out of ground turkey and uh, wheat pasta. Oh yeah. And dude, I didn't. You know how after you eat pasta, bro, like you feel like super bloated and nasty. I didn't feel that way. I felt really good after eating that. So, and they didn't even know because they don't <laughs> like ground turkeys. <laughs> so, or wheat pasta. Or wheat pasta. Or wheat pasta. <laughs> but hey, I, I, I cooked that up, bro. It shit was, it was pretty fun. It was pretty good. I see you play. You know what I mean? Shit, I got to keep losing. You know, I think part of Je- uh, Jesse's continued success is, is like the mark of a, uh, the modern elite athlete is that he continues to educate himself on these other aspects of training, on things that happen outside of the gym, like nutrition, like recovery, like a, a state of well-being, and uh, uh, and really kind of taking ownership of all this stuff. Speaking of recovery, bro, how's your your elbow? It's getting better. Like 
each month is just getting better. I feel less pain like from the recovery because I think I rushed it a little bit at first. Uh, started coming back in the gym like right away and I just needed to give it time. But yeah, it's been getting better. Like I don't feel the pain no more. Um, I could hit the bag hard. I could do the mitts. I could spar. It's not bugging me anymore like it used to. So what happened? So it was an injury that I got years ago, but I never got it checked. So it just kept getting worse and worse. It was my, true, it man. felt like, yeah, man, I hate going to the doctors <laughs> for anything. Well, it'll go away. <laughs> I was like, Mexican. yeah, it'll heal itself. So uh, it felt like uh, when you hyperextend your elbow off of, for example, throwing oh. a jab, you miss the jab and you just overextend it and you feel that pain right in the joint. That's how it felt at first for me. But it ended up getting like to the point where I was sparring and I just couldn't use my left at all no more. So. I would drop my hand and just shoulder roll and punch with the right. I would flick out my jab with an open hand just so it wouldn't hurt my elbow. And yeah, it got to a point where I just couldn't use my left no more, so I had to get it checked. Yeah. It would get me so frustrated that I couldn't use it. I couldn't attack with my left or defend with my left. So I got it checked. I ended up having a micro fracture. I had loose bodies in my joint, so oh, like shit. pieces of broken yeah. bone in there. Um, that's what... Because after one of my fights, my arm ended up locking up like in the 90 degree angle and I couldn't extend it no more. So um, I also let it just heal on its own. And when I got it checked, they just told me that um, that it was just from all the wear and tear from all the years in boxing. Damn. But since I didn't originally, like I didn't get it checked right away, it just kept getting worse and worse. Yeah. I had built up fluid in my in my elbow. I had those loose bodies. I had that micro fracture. And yeah, they just had to clean everything up. Damn. So, but your recovery is good. Yeah. Yeah. Everything went well. Like, the recovery is going great. I feel like I'm ready just to get back in the ring. Nice. And if there was any luck about it, it, it coincided with the whole COVID lockdown. So, shit wasn't happening really anyway. Yeah. But that was the best time to take care of it then, right? Yeah. But I could have done it sooner. I waited a little bit too long. I could have gotten it checked way sooner and. Just been recovered a lot sooner too. So I wanted to ask you: each fight, your hair is different, <laughs> bro. You got, got a sponsorship or something like that from uh, bro? What, what was that? What I was that? Uh, I forgot what their spray uh, hair product company. Yeah, was. yeah, I remember. Dude, um, I saw in the comments, and they like commented on his stuff from his hair. Yeah, I actually have a mock-up of a design. I think I showed it to you. Um, of a design that we did where I incorporated his hair. Oh, what? <laughs> yeah, bro. When he had, when Damn. He had the, Why haven't I seen that? Because <laughs> you have, like, bro, your styles of hair is different every single time. Yeah. You know, you have cornrows, you have curls, you have a frohawk, you got purple hair. Was it purple or red? It was like red, yeah. Like, like reddish purple hair. And then you got blondes and bro, like you know, braids. And the, is it an outlaw thing? Cause these boys out here fly, bro. <laughs> this guy. Oh, by the way, he rocks pro level on his on his shorts, bro. And he's got know, pictures of, of like he's all dressed up and like taking photo shoots and like these, these kids in here fly. Matias too, man. Yeah. So it's that funny you're talking about that second fight of his because I I have the tape also and I'll watch it and uh, I feel like maybe the third round you can hear the crowd at the time right and Jesse's. Jesse's really laying into the opponent, like really starting to take over. And one of the opponent's fans, you hear him in the, in the crowd somewhere go, fuck you and your fucking hair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, hey, hell yeah. So I don't know if I'm – this is what I caught from, from watching that fight. They were booing you. Yeah. They were booing you, and the louder they booed, the more you put in the work. Yeah. And the I, more you laid it on him. And I think you rocked them, and then everybody stopped booing. They're like, oh, what the fuck? And then you just kept letting him have it, and then the bell rung. And he's walking all back to his corner. You can hear that? You can hear, like, the crowd and stuff? I don't. I just zone in on the fighter and my coach. Okay. I can't hear anybody. Like You're in the zone. Yeah, I'm just okay. in the zone. But, yeah, I rewatched it, and I saw all of that. You, I heard you, that. You saw that, right? Yeah. And And... The louder they booed, he was like, all right, you want to boo me, motherfuckers? Here yeah. we go. And he put in work, bro. He was putting in work, and then he got him clean. I think it was like an overhand right. Boom, and you got him. And then he, he tried to hug you, and you're like, nah, get off me. And then yeah. you just got him, and then got him again with the left. And then the bell rung, and he's all walking all days no, back to his corner. Sad. 
Just, hey, just like those bullies of his past, beat them so hard they become your friends. Yeah. <laughs> walk out, become a fan. No, hell yeah. Well, bro, right here on the Boxing Club Podcast, we like to play a little game called 12 Rounds of Versus. I'm going to give you two options, and you're going to pick either or. And um, you know what I mean? So just let's just roll with it. Are you let's ready? Let's do it. All right. Round one. Wings or tacos? Wings or tacos? I'm going to say tacos. Damn. Mm. Tacos are undefeated, bro. Nobody has said <laughs> wings. All right, uh, coffee or tea? Coffee for sure. I, I love it. coffee. <laughs> Your cafecito doesn't yeah. say. Cafe de Yep. Uh, beach or hiking? Hiking. Bad Bunny or J Balvin? Bad Bunny. <laughs> Bad Bunny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. hey, no Sunset or sunrise? Sunrise. Why? I love the mornings. I'm a morning person. I get up super early, like 5 a.m., sometimes 4.30. Yeah. Why'd you squinting, coach? <laughs> I don't even know what that time looks like. <laughs> oh, my God. Does that time really exist? <laughs> Boxing or soccer? Ooh. I might have to say soccer. Really? Yeah. Why? That was my first love right there. I wanted to be a professional soccer player before I found boxing. Yeah? Dude, that's such a common thing. So many boxers turn boxers after soccer. And it's not. And they never get tired. Isn't know? there like an Argentinian? Yeah, Sergio Martinez. Sergio Martinez, bro. Yes. My ex-favorite fighter. Oh, he was beast. That dude was bad. His endurance, too, oh. because of soccer. Because of soccer. That dude Strong was a legs. model. Ex-model. Ex-soccer player. Ex-cyclist. Oh, he was an underwear model, too, right? Something like yeah. that, dude. Yeah. That dude was everything. Even even my, my kid's mom, she's like, who's that guy? <laughs> Sergio Martinez. He's a handsome bastard, dude. Hey, can you please tell our listeners, bro, what's your favorite soccer team? Ooh, Club America. Aguilas. Aguilas. <laughs> bro, that's the, the yeah. best team in Mexico. Number one. Numbers don't lie. What do you What do you got to say about these Chivas fans, bro? Man, so they gotta, they've been down for a while. They got to sit down. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. There's no comparison right now. That's not even a Clásico no more. America Ooh. Chivas. Tell them, bro. Talk yeah. that shit. Tell them. Tell them. <laughs> yeah, no, America for life, for sure. All right, um, Netflix and chill or turn up? Netflix and chill. Tupac or Biggie? I'm going to go with Tupac. Yes. Look at these guys. <laughs> Canelo or Mayweather? Canelo all the way. All right. Dang. Nah, but bro, uh, so what's next for El Mago, bro? So we're looking at a September date right now. Um, nothing confirmed fully yet, but we already got our eyes set on that, so... We're preparing for that, trying to stay in shape, getting ready for whatever opponent. And, yeah, trying to lock that date in, That's September dope. date. Get the ball rolling again and keep getting my ranking better, better opponents. And hopefully this leads to that top-level elite type of fight. Because you're top 20, right? Yeah. Or, yeah, or did you go up again? No, I'm in top 20. Top yeah. 20. That's yeah. Dope. Wow, we're on the verge of. Like a like a regional title for the next yeah. the next couple fights. Yeah, yeah I'm looking oh, forward man. to that as our our next step, trying to get. Hey, a, I a want title. next year everybody hitting us up to try and get the Jesse for autographs. No, <laughs> come here. Where do you see yourself in ten years? In ten years, having already won world titles, um, having accomplished everything I wanted in boxing, and just living that good life, that retirement life. So you want to you want to be retired in ten years? Yeah, I want to be in and out of the sport early. Do what I have to do, make a name for myself, leave it all behind, and focus on that next chapter. What's stack, what's stack that next title, chapter stack. for Jesse Martinez? Just enjoying after enjoying life, enjoying life, and uh, helping out my family. Um, yeah, giving my family everything that they never had. And remember, he's already been a pro for five years, so it won't be overnight at all. Yeah, for sure. What, in what weight class do you fight at, Jesse? I've been fighting at 154, but we're moving back to 147 for this next fight and the rest of my fights. Okay. Eventually, I'll be back at 154, but it was kind of like uh, we were testing waters at that weight, and then I stuck with that weight for a bit. How did that feel for you, though? It felt great. You didn't I, feel like heavier or slower? I, I did feel a little bit. I did feel heavy. I did, um, but I think like... My energy, it just felt really good at that weight. Yeah. And a lot of my opponents just, I guess, took notice on my power at that weight. And it felt good, but I know I'm uh, better off at 147 for right now. And then eventually I'll go back to 154 after I've done what I want at 147. 
Mm. It's smart business as well. Yeah. Yeah, that too. And that power. So we kind of touched on this, uh, Coach. The power thing. A lot of people, and this is for the, the, I've heard it before. I've argued with people about it. They say that when you're at a certain weight class and you got that knockout power, that, that hard hitting punch, and you move up one or two weight classes, you lose the power. You don't lose it, right? You're just hitting bigger guys. Yeah, but but you have lost your ability to now get rid of a guy in a shot or two. So you're right. It's not like your pounds per square inch goes down. If anything, it probably goes up a little bit. But in respect to this bigger guy, those punches just aren't as damaging as they were against a guy. guy. Oh, yeah, weight division or two below that. See, you heard it from an actual professional (laughs) coach. Telling you, people are like, no, 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 you, you're bigger, so you're not punching as fast, or something, some weird stuff like that. It doesn't work like that. No, you know, in fact, um, holding the pads for my guys, you know, uh, entering the camp, you, you know, you you hit a little kind of more solidly you when you when you got a little bit more weight yeah. in on you, right? Yes. It's not as fast. It's not as sharp. It doesn't mean that you can land that shot the way that you want when you're lighter. Right. Right, but yeah, it's it's a little bit more of a of a impact w- when you have that that weight on you because it's it's mass times acceleration. Right. See, that's, there's science behind. It's the I rest science. my case. <laughs> I rest my case. So what? <clears throat> what legacy you want to leave behind, bro? Like, what's your biggest legacy that you want to leave before you take off? I think I want to. I just want people to see in me how much not giving up could, how far it could take you. Um, I want to be remembered as just somebody that never gave up and um, a world champ. That's my main goal, to win a world title and just show people that it can be done. Yeah, that's a great story too. So before we leave, bro, I, I want I want to talk about your, you, you, you traded Instagram for TikTok. Oh, yeah. What? <laughs> yeah. Man, I'm kind of... I don't find the same interest in Instagram right now that I used to ever since I discovered TikTok. Really? Bro, it's a huge platform. Huge. Dude, am I missing out on something? I guess we're all, all those Chinese motherfuckers love them, man. <laughs> yeah? <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Damn. What are we missing on TikTok? Because we're not on TikTok. Yeah, My kids down. tell me all the Break time. Break it down. So it's just a whole new, it's a whole different platform. So like... By the way, I don't want everybody to think that he's a TikTok fighter because he's not. He's just <laughs> nah, he's a, a fighter, fighter on TikTok. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I just went on it, started posting a couple informative videos just from what I know, uh, what I've gathered over the years of boxing. And a lot of people just started finding interest in that, learning from me. Uh, they see that I'm 15 and 0, so I have the experience to back up whatever I'm saying. And yeah, my. My video started going viral, and uh, I started gaining an audience, and it just keeps growing right now. You have viral video. Yeah. No shit. Yeah, I think one Crazy, of them. Right? Do you realize that we we were born into that ge- this generation of social and media? Right by us. I don't know a single person that we know. We know a lot of people that took advantage of the YouTube social media thing. Look at Jake Paul, Logan yeah. Paul. These dudes. Do whatever the F they want, whenever they want. One became, oh, I'm sorry, one, two became pro fighters. One fought probably the best boxer of our time. In my opinion, the best boxer of my time. And earned millions of dollars. And they are able to do that. That's crazy. Dude, what does, didn't one buy like a super expensive uh, Pokemon card? Something like that? I think I saw that, yeah. yeah. Dude, and we were born in that, in that time. They've been in the gym a, a, a number of times. In here? Yeah. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah. No kidding. I heard they're they're really dedicated though. No, the the Jake can fight, right? Yeah. Um, I, I would say the times they've been in here, they've been really kind of quiet and respectful, and it just kind of leads me to believe there's a whole lot of shtick in their routine, and sure. and they're kind of playing it up. Sure. And Hey, props to them. Sure. We should all be so lucky. Yeah. No, I mean Floyd did that right through his career. He was he was a villain on purpose, right? Smart businessman, but Jake, Jake can fight. I think Jake, can fight. and they're dedicated from what I hear. And he just who I'm who sure fought Floyd, Jake Logan. Logan. Yeah, the bigger one. I like what he said. 
after the fight, he was like, "Hey, bro, I'm. I don't want to be an asshole. I hate being an asshole, but yeah, yeah. So they're, they're playing. Yeah, but I have nothing but love and no respect, and you know. And for, Jake still kept it up. Yeah, and <laughs> and I was just like, but I thought that was cool. You know what I mean? The the fact that I get it, they got to sell the fight. Yeah, they played everybody, man. No, for sure, and they got paid. It's a highway. It's a legal. Dude, it's a legal I, bank I, robbery. I, I you know, honestly, like, I thought they, I thought they were gonna get Maliwa. I thought they were gonna come in and get their asses handed to them. Jake can fight. Logan can. I mean, respectfully, he they they can hold their own. I thought they were gonna get. Trained. They're of a certain level. I can give them that. Okay. Yeah. So I thought the complete opposite. I'm like, these guys are gonna come and look like fools and get put to sleep. And no, I mean, I. From what I look at Jake, I don't think he's been tested. Tested. I would love to see him fight, like I said, Pauli Malinaji. That'd be great. That'd be a good little test for him. But, I mean, I, dude, his fundamentals, what do you think? His fundamentals. I, I, this is what honestly what I think. Like, props to them. They, I, I know their trainer. Uh, I know that they put in the work. But I would also say this. Like, they'd have their hands full in the open division of the local tournament down the street from here. You know what I mean? Like they're of a certain level. And yeah, so even if they've been grinding hard for two or three years, you guys know boxing. That means you've only been grinding hard for two or three years. You know, it's like, you know, it's like when you see an actor that goes all in on, on, on his portrayal of a boxer. So what's he do? He, he just dedicates himself to six, eight months of nothing but boxing training. But at the end, he only looks like he's been boxing for six or eight months. You know what I mean? Absolutely. I do know exactly what you mean. And funny, funny, you mentioned the boxing movies. I was actually very impressed with Creed. And they used real boxers. It's cool when they use boxers. Really, really for me, I hate when, when the movies try to make it look realistic. If I want to watch realistic boxing, I will watch boxing. If I want to watch a movie... Give me Rocky Balboa here, you know, like, like honestly, like I, did, yeah. I let me suspend my disbelief for a little bit and have a good time. Yeah. Oh yeah, because you live it. Yeah, for sure. Rocky, little Rocky. Oh, exactly. Rocky Four, by the way. <laughs> I like Rocky One the best. It's a good one. It's a good one. Kicked it off. Yeah, I think won a uh, Academy Award for Best Picture. Did you know that? No, I didn't. Anything you want the people to know, bro. That we didn't touch, we didn't cover, and we didn't go over for today. Not really. Just to uh, keep an eye out on me. Uh, watch out for Amago. We're on the rise, and I have that image in my head of what I want to accomplish, and I know I'm going to make it happen. So, yeah, just to keep a, keep a lookout for Amago. Where can people find you? You can find me on Instagram and TikTok at Jesse Almago, J-E-S-S-Y-E-L-M-A-G-O. Boom. There you go. What about you, Coach? Just, uh, you know, just kind of to, to, to piggyback off of what Jesse was saying is, is we've been telling them a long damn time. We've been telling them the truth a long damn time. And it's just now that they're starting to believe us. You know, we've never said anything different. We always knew Jesse was the one, is the one, is going to be the one. But it's just now that they're starting to pay attention so I would say anyone listening, just, just just keep watching. You know, you know, don't believe us. Just watch, and and, and you're gonna see something special here. Boom! Everybody's gonna know Outlaws Boxing within the next couple of years for sure. Well, then they're you mean where like worldwide, worldwide, nationwide? Watch. We're trying. You'll get there, Coach. Oh, yeah. Thank you for sure. Any last words, Coach? Other than that, man, keep keep tuning into the Boxing Club podcast, the sickest podcast around. Hey, Boom. yeah, <laughs> thanks, coach. Well, everybody, this concludes another dope ass interview with Jesse El Mago and Coach Brandon Kraus. Lou, any last words? Who'd you guys got tonight? Barrios, Barrios Tank. Oh, you know what? Wait. Before I get canceled, I just want everyone to know that TikTok is a Chinese-based company, right? That's the only, that's the only reason I hadn't said anything about it. Clear the air. Clear the air. <laughs> Nobody's getting canceled. <laughs> I got tank. Tank. I got tank. Late round stoppage. Yep, same thing. Late, late round stoppage. You heard it here first. Barrios. Thank you. Oh, Me too. For the upset. <laughs> Hell yeah. Oh, I don't see it. I, I do, bro. I cannot discredit Barrios. I know he's big. He's he's strong. 
he towers tank but tank is a tank dude he's a monster. tank is badass bro I, I i'm a huge tank fan i am but i don't think he takes it tonight why though barrios is fast he's strong and he's a fucking he he has stamina to go the distance bro so yeah, i mean he has knockout power too you know what I mean? He's knocked out dudes at 140. He's coming up. Like, I don't know. I just, I don't. Undefeated. It's going to be, it's, it's going to be a good fight. It's really going to be a good fight. But I feel, I'm a little biased. You know what I mean? Because my dad's from Texas. You know, grew up in San Antonio ah. too. You know what I mean? So, San Antonio fighter. I got a lot of family in San Antonio too. So, um, look out for the possibility of us interviewing Mario Barrios in the next future. In the near future, I mean. Mm-hmm. But um, but I'm rooting for him, bro, and I, I really believe that he can beat Tank. I know it's not going to be easy because Tank is a monster, but I give the edge to Barrios tonight. Okay. And we got a bottle on it, right? We do have a bottle on it. So. Yeah. We bet a bottle on it. Yeah. Hey, Johnny Walker, Black Label, or better. Right. Black or, or up. Oh, you like that scotch, huh? I love it. I'm a bourbon guy. <laughs> Bourbon's good. Bourbon's good. I just have to. Especially with your nice, juicy steaks that you'd be making. Yeah, exactly. Oh, man. He's all showering it with it. With the bourbon. <laughs> hey, but um, we got to get a Lima on here now. Yes. Know? Yes. Yeah, we got to get a Lima on here. You, you know, know, uh, you know. Uh, unfortunately, they just we were really trying hard to get on the uh, Tyson Fury, Deontay Wilder undercard, and they didn't select us, unfortunately. But that's what we were working on for him, and and yeah, he that's that's the Tajiki Batman right there. We got to get him on here. Nice, yeah, just gotta, nice. And, so, and I'll, speaking of that fight, what do you call on that fight? Wilder. Fury. I uh, I gotta I gotta say I gotta leave Fury right. I have to leave Fury, but I would also say I think people are sleeping on Wilder at this point, just thinking it's a a foregone conclusion, uh, and it very well may be, but. I wouldn't sleep on the biggest puncher that the heavyweight division's ever seen, you know. Okay. What about you, Jesse? I think Fury. I think Fury will take it again. He's got the better boxing, and um, yeah, he just has to watch out for Deontay's power. Nasty. What did Deontay Wilder say? He's like, you need to have a perfect fight. He's like, I just no, need he that perfect. You have to be perfect the whole fight. Oh, he has to be perfect the whole fight. Yeah. And he's right, dude. He'll sleep anyone with that. But if you can't not land me, it, bro, you can't sleep me. <laughs> No, no smart gesture. Right and now. let's not forget that uh, uh, Tyson Fury got up like the Undertaker after. Dude, he, <laughs> that's absolutely right. That's what I tell people. He took the punch, got dropped, and he got up. Uh-huh. I was like, "Holy crap!" <laughs> now can he stay up? And dude, he came and boxed the rest of the freaking round. I'm like, that's just crazy. this guy's a giant cat. He's- Spencer Pacquiao. Oh man, see. It's- Spence is the guy of the division for me, but Manny Pacquiao is the guy of boxing for me. <laughs> <laughs> um, how about this, man? Every 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 old fighter has one great fight left in him. You think this is it? Oh man, but I don't know, man. I I I, I gotta logically say Spence. Okay, Jesse. Yeah, I would also like to say Pacquiao, but I think Spence is gonna take it. See, I maybe just me. I think Pacquiao's, he's too weird. He's too awkward. Like, the dude punches twice in one step. I don't know. He's not going to be in front of him. Hey, did a lot a, of experience. Just, I don't know, man. Did a couple of years ago, did you think that maybe Thurman Spence was somewhat of a pick em fight? And look what Pacquiao did exactly. to Thurman. Exactly. Exactly. And a lot of people were like, I don't know who's Thurman. Like, dude, Thurman, Thurman's nasty. And yeah. he's young. And he's powerful. And he's explosive. And. Look, he got dropped. First time, right? First time he got yep. dropped by Pacquiao. I was like, dude, oh, my God. This Pacquiao's an athletic freak. Freak of nature. Yeah, I say just, Pacquiao. You say Pacquiao? Yeah, I don't think he stops him, but I say Pacquiao. I want Pacquiao to win. I really do. But I think that Spence is going to take it. All That's you got to do I'm is saying. snatch the confidence. Keep it weird. Because he's not in front of you. The dude's like here, and he punches you five times. And then he's here, and then he's back, and he's front. He's going to strip the confidence. That's what I think can happen. Too much experience. What balls on that guy to take that fight? Who? Pacquiao. Pacquiao. He's I don't he... think he's scared of anything. <laughs> I don't think so either. No. Okay. And not, not to say boxers will be scared. I don't, I don't really believe in that. But I think he truly believes in himself to beat. He can beat anyone. Anyone. Yeah, I mean, you got to think that the only reason he's fighting this fight is because he thinks he's, he, he can win. And then retire. Imagine that. You beat Spence. 
he could be his son. He's like dominating the welterweight division. Let, let me let me put these guys back in their lane real quick. Retire. Legendary already anyway. That's what I think. Yeah. Hey, so why do you think Bud didn't take that fight or they didn't make that fight with Bud? Top rank. A competing promoters, unfortunately. Yeah. That sucks. But, but one would, would that have been a better fight? A more exciting fight? <sighs> I mean, yes, that's the fight that boxing wants to see. But this this is a suitable uh, uh, suitable second, I think. You think this puts uh, Errol Spence in front of the typical audience, the casuals? Yeah, oh, right. I, uh, absolutely. Yeah, this this is, gonna, it's going to get catapult, big, right? big, big numbers, and uh, in a fight that Errol Spence is supposed to win. I like that. I, dude, I can't wait. Dude, this year is just full of tons of exciting fights. Oh, yeah. Every year. All you got to do is pay attention. Every year. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I stand corrected. Every year, you just have to pay attention. Or Every just year, it just gets better. It just gets better. put you on game. Oh, hell yeah, for sure. Right. That's what we do. And that's and we're not, like, boring, are we? No. Of course not. Moderately entertaining. <laughs> Bro, you got me on here. Come, come on, Jack. That's all we need, baby. Come That's on, all Jack. we need. I'm directly involved. Jesse, thank you for giving us your time, bro, and uh, taking up half of your day. No, we really thank appreciate you, it. Um, everybody, tune in to Jesse El Mago Martinez. He is on the rise. I uh, believe it. When I tell you that he is a savage, he's a nice guy outside the ring. Oh, big hitter, though. But once he goes in between those ropes, that light switch turns on and it's full savage mode. Magic time happens. You know what I mean? Um, Tune in. You know, get get very familiar with Jesse Martinez and the whole Outlaws uh, Elite Stable. Mm -hmm. A bunch of great guys here. You know, they've they've been super supportive to us. And um, we really appreciate you guys. Thank you. Thank you once again. And... uh, uh, I'll be waiting for my recipe book because I need to start <laughs> cooking some healthy stuff. I'll show you some of those techniques. You know what I mean? But um, thank you guys for tuning in to another dope-ass interview with the Boxing Club Podcast. I am Big Chubbs. That's Lou Almighty. Boom. El Mago, Brandon Krause, Boxing Club Podcast. We out. Out.